Welcome to the Standing Desk Podcast. I am Ben, and I'm joined by my good friend Dan here. How's it going, Dan? Doing good. Happy to be back in the podcast scene. That's right. If you, uh, if you're friends of us, you probably knew of our previous endeavor called The Farm. World famous. That's right. Uh, where we discuss the greatest and worst things of all time. Uh, we decided reading off Wikipedia pages and arbitrarily deciding that Oprah is the greatest um, host of all time didn't have a lot of uh, lasting power. So <laughs> we decided to re-energize the pot a little bit. Um, that's what the cool kids call podcasts. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, this is the Standing De- Desk podcast where we're going to be talking about X, Y, and Z. Keeping it fun and fresh. Stuff that's interesting or funny to us. Not that the farm wasn't fun and interesting. That's right. Shout out, Cameron. Uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the goat, yep. man. The that's, chief. <laughs> maybe the real goats are the, one, are the friends we met along the way. Wow. Hey, uh, intern, add a laugh track there. That's we, me. We don't, yeah, we don't have an intern. Yet. Um, okay, so, uh, you know, Dan, hmm. I went bowling last week. What are you, 12? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I went bowling last week. New, new bowling spot. I won't put them on blast because this is not a uh, glowing review. Um, and uh, after the experience, I asked myself, is bowling actually fun? What do you think? So you, okay, so you just didn't enjoy your experience. It, so what <clears throat> part of your experience did you not enjoy? Okay. <laughs> Glad that's, you asked, that's Dan. A, <laughs> a leading question. This is not rehearsed. Uh, okay, so <laughs> go to this go to this bowling alley. Sure. Uh, it's like a higher end bowling alley. So this isn't your like <clears throat> run of the mill AMF. Like oh. I might get a disease putting my hand in the wall. <laughs> exactly. It looks. Okay. They look hygienic. Okay, that's a okay. good start. Uh, so they put us at the last lane probably wanted to uh, remove us from everyone else and um, uh, my girlfriend hits like seven pins weird flex great All right. first bowl awesome nice job uh, marks a zero got her we're like yeah that was a weird error next one same thing happens. same thing happens for a few and then the the, the gate for little... the pins gets stuck so then three mechanics come over over the course of like 15 minutes trying to fix this. Uh, they think they fix it. It's not fixed. So they move us to the next lane over. Okay. The second okay. to last lane. Good. We're, we, we, we've resolved it. We can enjoy our night. <clears throat> have a little, uh, little modello with the fellow, you know? And um, I might pause you right there. You went to a bowling alley and you said, yeah, I need a modello right now. <laughs> I was calling. He was calling my name. All right. So uh, then, that one was was not working. Same issue. Uh, it was it was better. It, it would only miss like one or two pins that that we hit down. Right. <laughs> so it's like a software issue. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But you could edit the score, so you just like edit out right. a pin. But then I I would it just, just feel like I was being a jerk, like keeping track of all the pins i've knocked out sure maybe i'm the problem i think so it sounds like you're coming into this bowling experience to win well i gotta show my (laughs) if i want to keep my girlfriend i gotta bowl at least a 160 (laughs) i I don't know maybe that's a problem you don't but you don't want to win when you go bowling oh no sure i do i hate losing more than anything (laughs) in the world but yeah I, i mean 
the thing that would get me the most is if the gate got stuck. That is a legitimate gripe. Yeah, it was frustrating. I think bowling becomes frustrating about six, five frames in when I forget, like I start thinking about it, and all of a sudden the ball starts going in the gutter a lot more than it did before. <laughs> and that's when I get mad at myself. Yeah. I don't, I, there, there's two things to get mad at at bowling, and that's my performance and the un holy price of melted cheese on top of salty tortilla chips oh yeah so yeah you can't get food at a bowling alley mm-hmm. you're just destined to be angry i mean what was that we we went bowling maybe three years ago at <laughs> that one spot and yeah wasn't it like 12 bucks for a yeah. coors light yeah it was bad see that's the thing that i don't get so you go to a baseball game i understand the high cost of everything there you got no other options like you're showing up mm-hmm. there you're going to be there for four hours you have no choice but to buy the 15 dollar hot dog yeah and the 13 dollar six ounce beer yeah at a bowling alley you're there if you're if you're bowling one game you're there 40 minutes 40 tops minutes. i could go right next door to the chilies and get 13 <laughs> orders of nachos for 30 bucks I think, yeah, I think you gotta eat before you go to the bowling alley. But see, I think then that's a critical mistake. But see, then that's the thing, though. Like that means you gotta go bowling. I guess eight or nine is a better time to go bowling than like anything else. But like, do you just you you do plan your night by going to dinner and then you go bowling? That is weird. Ah, it's more like a zanier dinner and a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to spice up yep. the relationship yeah. a bit. Yeah, we are both very successful. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, yeah, like. But we'll see, where do you go to dinner? Because you, you can't go anywhere respectable because I'm not showing up to the bowling lanes with my nice pants and a collared shirt. <laughs> I'm not going to Fogo de Chow yeah, not... for the alley, dude. Hey, the alley. The alley. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Fair like your, your ceiling for dinner before you go bowling is maybe culinary dropout. Yeah. But you'd always just eat at home. Yeah, if you're broke. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say bowling is not fun. Or okay, the max fun I've had bowling is in eighth grade. Okay. I went to an AMF. Yep. I don't know if that's an Arizona exclusive thing. For but... all of our international listeners. <laughs> that's right. It's uh it's like a low budget bowling alley. Sure. Uh ten PM strikes, boom. Nice just getting started. Projector screens fly out of the ceiling. Boom. Music videos. Neo knock you down. <laughs> <laughs> Blasting on the big no, that... speakers. You're yeah. with your boys? Just... Someone's birthday? You just turned 12. It's lit. <laughs> it's popping off, dude. That is uh, peak. Fun. Yeah. I mean, there's also the cosmic bowling of the world. That's, I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or is it not? No, I think it might be the same. I don't know. I went cosmic bowling one time when uh, we were in Tucson. Well, you weren't there at this point. Um, this was my sophomore year. Uh-huh. We went, and it was cosmic bowling, and they had, like, a bar, like, a like a legit bar, not like whatever AMF's got going on. It's like five soda hoses and a <laughs> bottle of Tito's. Uh-huh. It was like a legitimate bar, and they had like good drinks and stuff like that. And we went bowling cool. there, and it was like really fun. Like we had a blast and stuff like that. We bowled like three <clears throat> games. Why? When have you ever like willingly said, "Yeah, I'm here to bowl three games"? Yeah, especially in college. Yeah, exactly. Like that we, is we fun. blew legitimate money on that, and it was because really, it ended up being like cosmic bowling. And I'm pretty sure Neo was still on the screen when we were doing it. <laughs> Dude, so. he's timeless. He's, he's a okay, classic, so, an all-time classic artist. So bowling is fun. That alley was not fun. 
I think that's the yeah. It sounds like all your gripes with it were around the technical malfunction. <clears throat> See, that's another thing that I I'll never get about about anything in the world is you have a job, right? <laughs> you have a job. Your job yeah. is to write things. Yeah. You write them, right? Yeah. That, that's that's what you do every day. Mm-hmm. If my job is to make sure that of these what ten pins that are right here, I can I can accurately count which ones go down, and you can't do that. Yeah. What is going on? Well, okay, I get like maybe some guys having an off day. Whatever. Wait, what do you mean some guy's having an off day? Like the, you think this isn't just a software? Oh, I was, I was thinking more of the mechanic side. Oh, I was thinking software side? Bro, there's some dude that's sitting there. He's like, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, you got five. Put five in there. Put five in the computer. <laughs> there's 45 guys well, behind the bowling alley. Well, they were like fixing it in the flesh. I was going to say, that's a little harsh for a mechanic, man. Sure. Like, there's mean, only so much he can do. Because but yeah, the it software, was a poorly designed yeah. Yeah. bowling alley. You know what? And Silicon Valley, dude. <laughs> This big tech. Reason. This is big tech at its worst. They just can't function. They're just stealing our money. <laughs> you can't. You can't charge me fifteen bucks for forty minutes of me throwing a heavy ball and some clown shoes. Like it is a preposterous <laughs> idea. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we pay that much money for it. Yeah. I don't know. I could go on to the overhead costs and all that, but that's just not worth it. <laughs> We're not not a talk yet. We're no. saving that for a, a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. All right, folks, we're changing things up a little bit. We're having segments in this podcast. That's right, segments. Full commercial breaks into a whole new segment. The first one we're going to do here, this is going to be a recurring segment. It's called Icebreakers. So in case you haven't noticed by now, the kind of the theme for all the words we're using is kind of generic business talk. Ben and I are very professional businessmen. We go to work with briefcases and full suits every day. We do business. I have a backpack. Yep, I me too. Um, mine actually just broke. Um, so, the for one of my least favorite things about starting a new job, a new anything, is the stupid icebreaker questions that you all have to go around in a circle and answer. It's like if you were on a desert island, what three books would you read? I don't read. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to read. How to make money and a book full of dollar bills, baby. <laughs> Business. Um, so our the whole concept of this segment is. We're going to ask icebreaker questions, but it's more fun if we just ask random people, quote unquote, off the street. So we're going to go through our address book. We're going to pick a person each week. We're going to give them a little ring on the telephone. We're going to ask them a fun icebreaker. And then we're going to absolutely just critique their answer. (laughs) The first one is uh, my sister. Katie Norman. Thank you for your uh, service. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Stop. Stop. Okay, quick question for you. Uh-huh. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Uh, hmm. Probably I would have to go with crumble cookies. <laughs> okay, thanks, Doc. Bye. <laughs> crumble cookies. Okay, so of all the cookies in the world. Okay, crumble cookies are good. I'll give her that. Crumble cookies are very delicious. They've got 
a whole bunch of different flavors. And what varieties. is it? Oh, so it's the ones like that come in. So yeah, for those of you who aren't aware, Crumble Cookies makes some of the best cookies. Okay, she's so, definitely eating a Crumble <laughs> Cookie first. <laughs> at the so here, here's 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 an argument I heard the other day um, about Crumble Cookies. I heard so. Uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, perhaps a coworker, um, I'm not going to name names, um, said that they're not cookies; they're closer to cakes. Oh, okay. What, at what line does a cookie cross over into a cake territory? Is it a height thing? Is it a frosting thing? I think it's. Be- I think it's. High. I think it's like yeah, depth. It's a de- thickness. Thickness of thickness of the cookie. Yeah, I don't know. I I think co- the crumble cookies are soft. I'll give them that. They make a good, nice, soft dough. But I feel like they have different consistencies. But at the, yeah, it's a it's a different consistency. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna disagree with the, the take that a crumble cookie is a cake. It's wrong. I'm also gonna. My health conscience is screaming at me to say it. an unlimited supply of crumble cookies might be an interesting choice. <laughs> I would maybe say... Clearly didn't think that through. Yeah. I mean, the responsible choice would be a U.S. dollar, maybe a U.S. 20. Um, but Take you know, a euro, dude. <laughs> long-term hedge bet saying that that thing's going to have way better value than a U.S. dollar. Bro, I'm taking Ethereum. Oh, my gosh. Crypto king. But I, I kind of respect the crumble cookie choice. Okay. That was, that was a great take. And I wonder I, if she's even going to ask me. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, okay. Crumble cookies. Okay. So, I was thinking back on childhood movies the other day. Do you remember the movie Spy Kids? Of course I remember Spy For those of you that are unaware, Spy Kids influenced a generation of kids to want to be spies. <laughs> it's two kids, and when you, when I, not like, looking back now, I like, back in the day I thought they were, like, my age, but looking back now they're just, like, eight, nine years old. <laughs> They are literal children. Are they actually nine? I don't know, but they're young. They're okay. very young in this movie. Two kids, their parents are secret agents. Lo and behold, the kids become secret agents, go on this really awesome adventure. Three great movies, Spy Kids 1, Spy Kids 2, and Spy Kids 3D changed the 3D game forever, made it popular. Dude, it was so good. If I'm looking at all-star teams of movie series... Spy Kids might win the championship in a bracket, head-to-head. Like franchises? Franchises. Spy Kids has one of the most elite series of people I've ever seen in a cast. So just going off cast? Just going off the cast. Oh, okay. Like, just the amount of star power contained within this probably pretty low-budget kids film. Okay, I know we have uh, Danny Trejo. We have Danny Trejo. We have... The goat Antonio Banderas. That's right. Of course. Hey, he do, he's, a, he's an icon. Yeah, he's icon. So, another fun fact Daryl Sabara, who's Juni Cortez, he is the protagonist of said film. Mm-hmm. Are you reading off a Wikipedia page right now? No, I'm looking I'm really looking at a list of just people. He is married to Megan Trainer. Oh, wow. For those of you that don't remember Megan Trainer, you ever heard the song All About My Base? All About That Base? My Base. My Base. Not yours, mine. All about that bass. No travel. And that's why we talk and not sing. <laughs> um, yeah, he's married to her, so that's a fun fact of the day. But going down the list, we have Antonio Banderas. We have Danny Trejo. Um, Cheech Mart- Marine. <laughs> Cheech. You ever heard of Cheech and Chong? Yeah. He was in Spy Kids. So crazy. Um, George Clooney. 
Ever heard of that dude? Wait, who is he? <sighs> he was he was uh, Devlin. He was like the president or whatever. I don't remember that. I don't remember him being in it. Oh, I, I actually do remember it. He always had like a black thing over his eyes. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Jessica Alba. Who? Marissa Wilson. Uh-huh. I don't know. Emily Osment. Really? Gertie, oh, yeah, she's the Gertie, main one. Gertie right? Giggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. No way. <laughs> Ricky Gervais is in it <laughs> as an Argonaut. Oh, wow. Um, Sylvester Stallone is the toy maker in the third movie. I think I knew that. Uh, Selma Hayek. Wow. Is, uh, what's her face? Freaking Emily Osment's mother. Um, ever heard of a guy called Elijah Wood? Oh, yeah. Frodo Baggins? Wow. In the series. Wow. And we're not done, Frodo Baggins in the series? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird crossover. (laughs) And last... But certainly, maybe my favorite one of all of them. Playing Water Park Girl. Can you guess who plays Water Park Girl in this movie? Uh, 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 Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> An admirable effort. <laughs> it's Selena Gomez. Oh, wow. That's, That's an unbelievable group of people that have participated in a single movie. Franchise. Justin Bieber's banned from watching Spy Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Haley gets allowed. too mad. Exactly. <laughs> like, when have you ever seen a movie series with that stacked of a cast? If we look at movie, like even the long ones, uh, such as Star Wars. Have you seen the new cast for the animated Super Mario Bros. movie? Excuse me. Oh yeah, this uh, just popped on my timeline casually. There's going to be an animated Mario yes. Brothers movie. Yep. And oh, it has a stacked cast. Did you ever? I'm trying to remember if I forced you to watch the live action Super Mario Brothers. You movie. made me watch part of it. So for those of you that don't know, take a take a good. We definitely minutes. talked about it on the old pod, right? But for our new listeners, um, of course. Take a look at the live-action Super Mario Brothers movie. It's one of the most demented things <laughs> you could ever turn Mario into. A very bright and colorful film, or like game series, turned into horror and weirdly creepy. Yeah, just take It's a cursed. Look. Yeah, it's okay, cursed. Okay, listen to this cast. <clears throat> Chris Pratt as Mario. Okay. Really? Really? It's kind of insulting to Chris Italian Pratt? Americans everywhere. Yeah, the Chris dude- Pratt. Chris Pratt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. About uh, that. Charlie Day as Luigi, which is great. Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, the um, uh, Anya Taylor Joy is Peach, the Queen's Gambit actress. Oh yeah. Uh, Bowser is Jack Black. <laughs> no way. Keegan Michael Key. You know, Key and Peele is yeah, Toad. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. Bro, Donkey Kong. Can you imagine yeah. him saying, like, hey, Mario, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's such a bad <laughs> set <Seth> Rogen. <laughs> Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. I don't know what Cranky Kong He's is. the old, uh, he's Donkey Kong's, like, grandpa. Um, Casual. <laughs> Dang. Uh, those are the main ones, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, but does that compare to Steve Buscemi, Selena Gomez, Antonio Banderas, Danny Trejo, <clears throat> and Cheech? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of another franchise. Maybe Star Wars. They have, um, you know, Ewan McGregor, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, 
what's his face taken oh my gosh why am i blanking right now liam neeson liam neeson what is this star wars oh. um mm-hmm. qui-gon wow they really didn't have that many other iconic actors did they i'm gonna i'm forgetting oh okay harrison ford uh yeah mark hamill uh, freaking Princess Leia. Why am I forgetting her name? But I think Mark Hamill's only only iconic because of Star Wars. Yeah, you're telling me Antonio Banderas <laughs> isn't yeah. iconic because of Spy Kids? Uh, yes, that was Steve Buscemi's big break. <laughs> <laughs> you think Selena Gomez would have made it in the biz without being Water Park Girl? Yeah, alright. That's all right, a that's sad cast. That's what I'm saying. I think Spy Kids is an all-time underrated film because the high quality... The, 99% of their budget for sure went to the cast and then all the other money went to their one animator who just had to slave day and night. <laughs> yeah. Which is shocking because it has amazing animation. I think if we look back right now we would be The appalled. thumbs, dude? The thumb people? Exactly. That's what makes... <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, Costume designers is going crazy. Dude, there wasn't even a costume. It was all animated. Oh, it was? The thumb people? Oh, so real. Right <laughs> All right, on the next episode, Ben's going to take LSD and watch Spy Kids. <laughs> Cooler talk. Cooler talk. All right, Dan, this is your idea. So you, uh, you uh, explain it. All right, so you know when you're at the office, you got your boys around you, you're sitting at the cooler, not doing any work, you're just chatting it up. That's kind of what we're doing right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But to spice it up a little bit, what Ben and I did was we each went to our local grocer or uh, drink establishment. We found our we found each other a fun drink to try, and we're gonna give a comprehensive uh, taste profile for our listeners to see maybe if we find we come across a hidden gem. A three sixty degree review. Exactly, full flavor profile. So Ben, do you want to start with what you have brought for yeah, man. today? Uh, so I didn't get too creative here. I got you an Izzy I Z Z E for our listeners. I Z Z E. That's right. I assume most people have had this. Uh, so here you go. No, what, what about the people that haven't? Well, you'll explain it to them. That's true. Okay. What I have purchased for Ben <laughs> is called Sparkling Hop Tea. The green tea one. It's made with mosaic hops and green tea. The concept behind said drink, it is tea crafted or brewed like a craft beer. Crushable anytime, but pairs especially well with post-run cheers, long mountain climbs, and epic bike commutes. It is Whole30 certified. That is not a real description. That is exactly what it is. So its hoppiness level is out of... Sorry, sorry let me explain the hoppy scale here. There's five levels of hoppiness on this. It is wee bit, kinda, quite, really, and whoa. <laughs> this is a quite. Okay. It is sparkling, it is green tea, and it is brewed with hops. Dude, you know I have a sensitive stomach. Uh... Makes the podcast more interesting. So I think I think we open these in unison, and then what um, is a mosaic hop? <laughs> it's like eight hops in one. ASMR, ASMR. <laughs> All right, little, little cheers action. Cheers! Ah, look me in the eye. Good job. That was great at our standing desk. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow! Oh God, that's quite. <laughs> Jeez, Louise! Oh, no. So tell me a little bit more about what you're tasting here. I taste hops, dude. Straight up hops. This tastes like. Uh, is it? Does it taste like a beer? Dude, this is maybe the worst thing I've ever had. 
No, it's not. It's so... It's like you dunk four green tea bags into a natural light. <laughs> truly. Truly. That's what it tastes like. It tastes like a truly? No. Oh. A second sip. I don't like it, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get a 10. What are we giving it? Two and a half? Two and a half out of ten? Yeah. Alright, two and a half out of ten. I'd drink. rather drink it Natty Light. Alright, drink hop tea if you hate yourself. <laughs> now, the Izzy is this, this is a sparkling clementine flavor. 90 calories per can. It's a very tiny can. But you're getting a lot of bang for your buck here. This tastes like you took an orange Skittle, expanded it to 18 times its size, and then juiced it. This thing is ripe with sugar, and I cannot believe I've lived my whole, like, the last 10 years without drinking one of these things. <laughs> if you love sugar, you're going to love this, because there are 19 grams of sugar in this okay. bad boy. 19. That's good, man. That's a lot of sugar, but Only you're also best. getting you, 20% man? of your daily intake of vitamin C with this bad boy. So See, it's healthy. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I kind of want to try, try the hot. Okay, yeah, try it, try it. You want to do a little drink swap? Yeah, yeah. A little jersey we're pouring swap. it in a glass, you know, no germs. We're in the middle nope. of a pandemic. Yeah. Yo, it's so good, man. It's, it's impossible to beat. I think that's the best soda on earth. I think I'm just kind of is mad. I'm just kind of like mad that you got that description so right. <laughs> it is green tea. Like, I, I very separately tasted the green tea and then the hops. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, really bad. All right, I'm giving the Izzy a 7 out of 10. Woo! Um, drink Izzy. Izzy. I like the creativity, though. You get points for uh, creativity and effort. Sure. I'm not trying to give you good drinks. I'm trying to give you fun drinks. <laughs> so, uh, betting, sports betting, just rolled out in Arizona uh, two weeks ago? Week yeah, two-ish. Recently. Um, and, you know, we wanted to make some bets. I don't know. I've been excited to bet on sports for a while. And it feels like very few people share that excitement. I don't know why. Maybe because they have good money management. <laughs> like, what do you think it is about sports betting that gets you excited about? I think I don't care enough about sports to, like, be that inter- – besides, like, the Suns. I don't, I don't care enough about the games to get that excited about it. So you need that mm-hmm. extra incentive of yeah. I might not pay rent tomorrow <laughs> exactly. if, if this team loses. I may have my leg chopped off by a really big guy. Yeah, Mr. Draft King <laughs> is going to come in here and <laughs> chop you up. Um, uh, so, I don't know. It just It's more skin in the game, you know? But see, like, don't the losses hurt that much more? Well, okay. So that brings me to uh, my first week of sports betting. And your first week of sports betting. Right. Where we, I mean, I only did well, mostly did free bets. I put five bucks to get all of the free money in, yeah. so I have a few one dollar bets that I'll discuss um, later. But yep. So that's how it was on DraftKings. Uh, you know, it's ours of choice. So what's like, what's like your strategy going into sports betting? Like, do you, is there a strategy? Just yeah, it's just hunch. But so okay, <laughs> fair. I should have been more specific. Do you do you stick with like money lines or do you stick with ah. like spreads? Do you do parlays? And for those of the uninitiated and did the world of degeneracy, 
the money line is just saying, I think this team's going to win. The spread is, I think this team is going to win by this much. And then parlays are, I think this team is going to win. I think this team's going to win. I think this team's going to win. I think this team's going to win. Stuff wow, like what that. a good little explainer. Yep, it's my job. Um, yeah, so I bet spread, <laughs> which is the stupidest okay. thing. It's basically like if you want to bet the favored team, it, you, you get a bigger payout on the spread. Sure. Because it's less likely that they'll win by a certain amount of points than just right. winning outright. Um, <clears throat> let me just uh, walk you through... Uh, my results yeah so i need also needed to bet five bucks to get the 200 dollars in free bets i you know <laughs> whatever excited excited to bet 20 whatever dude <laughs> so this couldn't be a slippery slope <laughs> let me know hold on, hold on, hold on. you're telling me that you you saw i need to put five dollars into win to get 200 dollars in free bets you said, I'm going to quadruple that. Yeah, that's right. For no gain. That's right. So I bet the spread on the Washington football team against the Giants. They won by one point. So if I bet the money line, I would have won. And this, what was the spread? Like three, two and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half. Nice. So that was tough. That's, that's, a, that's a tough break. So even though they won, I like couldn't even get excited. Uh, I had a three-team parlay. Cardinals, Saints, Patriots, that did not cash. Because there was the spread. I think oh, they actually course. all won. Yep. Which is cool. Uh, Patriots, minus five and a half, won. Cardinals, spread, lost. Saints, spread, lost. Yankees, spread, you know, getting into baseball these days, yeah. lost. Chicago White Sox, <laughs> spread. 2 p.m. game. <laughs> I thought it would get me through the work day, you know. Lost. <laughs> That's sickening. Jaguars spread loss over fifty four on uh, Seahawks Titans one nice. one in overtime. Uh, oh yeah, I also did a last second uh, bet for Chase Young on the Washington football team to record a sack, yep. and that also lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, I'm I put twenty dollars on Max Scherzer to win the NL Cy Young. I saw Kevin. that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> So let's fucking go. Okay, man. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's walk you through what I did. I so I, I did a very similar thing to Ben. Um, I put down five dollars because that's all I needed to do. Um, very similar. Yeah, very similar. And so I put down a so this is this is real money. I put down. I put down a mean dollar on the Cardinals to win their football game. They did. And then this next bet is what started a series of events that almost made me have an aneurysm. <laughs> um, I bet. Um, okay, so I had a large parlay. So my, my strategy with betting is because I have these this free money, I'm going to go big or go home. Yeah. Because it's not my money. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. So I did a – I just started launching out parlays. So I did a 20-pick college football parlay, <laughs> and I got 17 of them right. That's actually impressive. Yeah, but I... Were they all again, favorites? Extreme, yeah. <laughs> so I lost that. That was a shame. Who lost? Um, the following schools are not cool with me. Pittsburgh, Toledo, and the Air Force. Okay, well, I'm not... Okay, I don't mean that. <laughs> Salute but, our troops. Yeah, okay. Utah State, you ruined my day. Um, I also did a 10-pick... Football parlay. Let me talk you through this week of NFL football, man. Mm-hmm. 
The Thursday night game is the first night, first game of the week. It was the Washington football team versus the New York Giants. Everything I picked was the money line, so I picked a Smart. team to win, a team to lose. Yeah, pick the winner. The first game was won on a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. I picked the winning team. I was thrilled. It's awesome. But I almost had an aneurysm. <laughs> I proceeded to get the next one, two, three, four, four picks right. The okay. fifth pick was the Arizona Cardinals. Now everyone loves the Arizona Cardinals. They're they're our team. They're they're our boys. They Sorry, were everyone. They were up two, one. They were up by a very slim yeah, margin at, at the end of the game that they were at. Minnesota is thirty five yards out. They're about to kick a field goal to win the game. Run out time. Still lob. This moron misses it by two feet to the right, and I win my fifth bet. Boom. Things are looking good. But then the Seattle Seahawks played. They were in overtime. In overtime. So you recap. I had two games that were won by a last-second field goal. My third one is in overtime. The Seattle Seahawks have the ball. 40 yards away from their own end zone in overtime and they punt the dang thing mm-hmm. and they ended up losing the game and that was the one game i got wrong out of 10 games and that's my story that was the only one then that's my story of how i almost won 560 dollars that's brutal man i then proceeded i i picked the washington football money line and i won i did not get the chase young one i lost the the packers I had a nine-pick parlay for the same game. Weird move. Ten-pick parlay. Oh, sorry. I had two parlays on the same game for the Packers because I was so confident in them. Lost both. But then I won the money line, so that was a clean dollar fifteen. Hey, it's profit. End of the week, I came up like sixty bucks. Hey, it's sixty bucks for your next bet. <laughs> nope, I cashed it out and bought a coffee table. Ah. Uh, well, I'll be smashing uh, my losses. On some more bets. There you go. Moral of the story, folks, we're going to watch Ben's slow descent into degeneracy. That's right. Through this podcast. Maybe bankruptcy. And maybe bankruptcy. So please donate to the Patreon when we get it. So uh, I think like a deer key superpower would be to get one bet right every week. Guaranteed. But it was only like twenty dollars. But a max like five dollar bet. Yeah. yeah. See that that you know that's a great segue that you just did right there. That's a segue. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, in the world of superheroes, you know our our DC universe, our Marvel Marvel universe. Some people have uh, <laughs> the I what? Marlboro universe. In the Marlboro, someone get me a no. I don't smoke. Um, this is a parody. Yeah. So. You got your people that have your superpowers. Those are the people we see on the films. Then you have your people that don't have superhero superpowers. They also get movies like Ant Man. But you got to think in this universe, there's people that are getting just absolutely shafted by whatever superpower they get. Yeah. Like, what? Weasel. (laughs) That's an A tier superpower, by the way. Like. What would you do if you had a D tier superpower? It's like for example, I was look I was seeing some guy walking down the street the other day. He was he had a, a full tree on his the back of his bike, and I know for sure he was not pl- going to plant that somewhere. <laughs> I wanted to know so bad what he was doing with his day. Oh, like, I know who you're talking about. Like, what if what if your superpower was just being able to see someone's agenda every day? Yeah. 
would you try and capitalize that? Because your your job is not superhero at that point. Because you're not, unless, yeah. I mean, unless you're able to li- literally see the villain and say, no, guys, at 9.06 p.m., he is going to go plant the bomb. <laughs> like, okay. The, okay, maybe it is a useful, useful superpower. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm if talk- he's not? Then you're just a stalker. Yeah, then... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, in the... Like, do you try... Like, if then you're you, the supervillain. Whoa. Whoa. That's some Jekyll and Hyde. There you go. Like, do you try and capitalize if you have any superpower? Let's say 1% of the population has a superpower. I think no. Of some variety. And an even smaller portion has, like, Superman-level abilities. Dude, that's the thing about this generation is, like, they always think that they have to, like, be working towards something. (laughs) (laughs) Some people just can't sit and casually record a podcast. No, dude. Uh, I don't don't know. If I had, like, a D-tier superpower, I'd probably try to make it something important sure and then it would just fade into nothing because it obviously doesn't help i mean you still got to use it for the rest of your life like at any given moment i can summon a hot dog like that's kind of useful right dude that's a b tier that's a b tier superpower b tier at any yeah let's see d tier like uh you're you're you can automatically fluff your pillows without touching them. That's pretty good. Perfectly fluffed. Okay. Boom. Just a luck. Your pencil. Your pencils never out of lead. Never breaks. Unbreakable Lots pencil. And guy. I mean, you gotta write notes, you know. <laughs> or your pens never out of ink. Yeah. Okay. Do you okay. do you, like what? Like do you just break a world record for the longest consecutive line drawn and ride that for the rest of your life? <laughs> Why do you have to like get something out of it? Like, what's the point otherwise? If you, you can't just, like, excitement in your life. <laughs> oh, what's exciting about never running in this out of cruel, lead? Cruel world <laughs> saves you like three dollars a month. Yeah, that's a bad one. I think that's F tier. That's like that's at least the knowing someone's agenda is uh, at least a little interesting. Sure. So that and that, running out of lead is that's F, if not G. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, but like, what even makes an F tier superpower? That. Let's see. D tier, maybe even C tier. Uh. Uh. Watering your plants. Automatic. I'm just doing like home, homekeeping stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> Anything with housekeeping. Um. You snap your fingers. And all the dust is out of your house. That's pretty good. And that's like a D tier. No, that's what I'm saying. It's D tier. Oh, okay, that's D tier, not F tier. It's not C tier. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you know what I'm saying? I saw something on the, the interwebs that was like, every time you sneeze, you breathe, there's a like one one millionth chant, percent of a chance that the world explodes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? I don't like. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's not really a superpower at that point, is it? You come, you become the villain. Oh, that is a super. Uh, I thought you were saying that was that is fact. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it is. It's like it's like the. Have you seen the thing? It's like if you jammed your hand into the wall like a trillion times, one of those times it's going to go through. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know about the world exploding with sneezes. Oh sure, yeah. But... <laughs> those are two different things. Yeah, but like you know, like. Like, maybe my... I don't know. 
Because, you know, like, all of our atoms in our hands, like, aren't, like, connected. Yeah. So, like, I could technically put my hand through the wall if, like, the wall's atoms weren't, like, perfectly aligned in mine. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you would just punch a hole in the wall. No. <laughs> no. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, dudes do that like every day. 13 times. Yeah, no, like, if I, like, just, like, did that, like, you that's, can't see it. That's literally just not real. It's possible, but it's, like, technically possible. I are, don't know. Are D-tier superpowers just things that are technically possible, but just you have a higher chance of it happening i don't think it would be possible for me to like you get two gumballs out of the gumball machine every time instead of one. Oh, that's a good one that's <laughs> c2 everything you buy is 25 cents off Ooh, i like that just forever coupon have you heard of coupons my my guy no you're just getting like a like a ford focus and the our retail 1600 I'll give it to you for fifteen ninety nine seventy five. Damn. Yeah. That would be a little frustrating. That'd be frustrating. I'd be. I wouldn't even be. I would just be mad. You'd have a lot of quarters on you at all times. Yeah. Uh, your um, your candles are always perfectly balanced. You know, like one. They still go down, but they, like, stay, yeah. like, level. Yeah, yeah and, like, tier. one wick isn't more melted than the others. That's pretty good. I'd take that one, actually. It's good. Get into candles lately. They're nice. Bed, bath and Body Works. Yeah. That place is a museum of sense. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. It's a little too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. But where else are you going to get good candles? Nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Monopoly, dude. Mono- they have a monopoly. Antitrust. Break a big, Bro, big candle. <laughs> this William Howard Taft did soap. not die for this to happen. Yeah, facts. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for. Yeah, I think that's all I got too. D tier superpowers. Submit your favorite ones in the comments below. All right. Thanks for listening to uh, the first episode of the Standing Desk Podcast, where we're definitely standing at a standing desk. Yep. Uh, Two young professionals standing at a desk. We will circle back with you next time. And, uh, yeah. Sincerely.